0: Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf, and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess, where I discuss practical, simple, and scientifically-backed ways to help you take back control of your mental health and life. This episode is a follow-up to the one I did recently on depression with my daughter, Dominique. I received a lot of amazing feedback and questions from all of you, especially on how to actually do the reconceptualizing process. So, in this episode, I'm going to discuss what reconceptualizing is, how it works, and I'm going to walk you through an example from my own life to help you better understand how to use this amazing mind management technique. Just before we begin, I always like to start my podcast off with thanking all of you for tuning in each week, leaving reviews, subscribing, and sharing episodes with friends and family. Your feedback is so encouraging. Also, every time you leave a review or subscribe, you make this podcast jump up in rank, which helps more people discover it. Basically, you are helping more and more people learn how to take back control of their mental health. So thank you. I also love seeing your posts on social media, so keep sharing what you have learned and loved. Now, back to today's podcast. Let's start off with what reconceptualizing is. Reconceptualizing is to conceptualize afresh. To develop a replacement concept of something. To see things in another way to view from a different perspective, to redesign a thought. But what is critical in reconceptualizing, to sustain the changes that you make, is to find the reason why you need to reconceptualize in the first place. You see, reconceptualizing isn't like cognitive behavior therapy, where you just train yourself to identify the wrong way of thinking or the wrong thought, and then replace it with the correct one you aren't simply swapping out files in your brain. You actually need to find out why that file was there in the first place. And furthermore, the thinking pattern that you've built into your mind and your brain isn't actually a nice clean file. It's much more complex, more like a spiderweb and sometimes even like a splattergraph. So you can't just try to condition yourself to think differently without first identifying the cause of why you were thinking that way in the first place. As I just said, you can't just condition yourself like Pavlov's dogs. You need to reason with yourself. You need a reason to reconceptualize and then to practice using what you've reconceptualized. Otherwise, you won't sustain the change. And I can promise you, the effects of reconceptualizing are so satisfying and bring such internal peace that they will actually keep you motivated to keep changing and sustaining this change. So let me give you a very simple example of reconceptualization in my life that has really made the world of difference to my internal peace. As a person, I am very driven, and I always used to think about how much I hadn't finished at the end of a day. I would literally have this ritual where I would list in my mind, I didn't do this, I didn't do this, I didn't do this, and I could feel myself getting more and more worked up and losing my peace, kind of close to bedtime, which was not a good idea. Definitely affected my sleep. I reconceptualized this. I changed it. I redesigned it. And instead of saying what I haven't done, I changed it to say what I have done. I even list it out. So at the end of the day, when I, when I kind of go through what I've done in that day, I'll actually sometimes catch myself thinking, oh my goodness, I didn't finish this, this, and this. And I immediately catch myself, grab my reconceptualized thought, and start listing what I did do, how I did achieve it. And it always changes. Maybe you can get an accountability partner. My husband often asks me if he sees that I'm getting a little worked up at the end of the day. What did you manage to achieve today? So he prompts me to practice using my reconceptualized thought. Another example is, that I love to use is Thomas Edison and the fact that it took him more than a thousand attempts before he discovered the light bulb. And when he was asked once about how do you feel about all your failures, his response was they weren't failures. I know a thousand things that don't work. That's a brilliant example of reconceptualizing. Now, let's look at why it works. Reconceptualizing is so effective because it is the result of a very deliberate, self-regulated, directed neuroplasticity process that engages the whole brain and body in a very satisfying and challenging way. You feel like you're getting control of something that may have actually controlled you. This also brings out the best in our neurophysiology, which is our brain activity, and our physiology. So from the blood to brain energy, we get really good changes with reconceptualization. It's also intensely satisfying because it's a creative process and it moves you forward and out of being stuck in a negative spiral. So it makes you feel mentally and physically stronger and more capable and in control. And let's face it, we all like feeling like that. You also get less thrown by the inevitable issues of life. And you experience greater inner peace and less turmoil the more you reconceptualize. And once you've mastered one thing, it's so much easier to apply it to more issues you need to reconceptualize. This is where my mobile app Switch is amazing because it really helps you to become a reconceptualizer Now, before we get into the real meat of the podcast, the how to reconceptualize, let's take a quick break. We all want to do the right thing to keep our bodies healthy in the long run. But even if we really try hard to eat kale salads and drink green smoothies, we're still most likely not getting all of the essential nutrients we need on a daily basis. Enter Ritual, the obsessively researched vitamin for women. Ritual's essentials have the nutrients most of us don't get enough of from food, all in their clean, absorbable forms. No shady additives or ingredients that can do more harm to your body than good. I chose to take Ritual because after extensive research on the best multivitamins and supplements, Ritual was the clear winner. Ritual also makes getting all my nutrients simple and since taking essential for women, I have noticed any. Improvement in my mood, sleep, skin, and hair quality. And right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com forward slash Dr. Leaf to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com forward slash Dr. Leaf. Right now, I am recording this podcast on my phone while traveling between conferences in multiple different cities. Luckily, I have one of my favorite snacks to help keep me fueled and focused, super fat nut butters. These nut butters are certified keto and paleo, and the healthy plant fat supports sustained levels of energy, cognition, and mental clarity. The main ingredient, macadamia nuts, are scientifically proven to help speed up fat metabolism Superfat Nut Pouches come in five different and delicious flavors and are perfect for kids' lunches, office snacks, trail snacks, and travel snacks. My personal favorite flavor is the Nitro Coffee MCT. Superfat is offering a special discount just for my listeners. Get 15% off your order when you use the code Dr. Leaf at checkout. Just go to superfat.com and use the code Dr. Leaf at checkout. That's D-R-L-E-A-F. Now back to the episode. How does reconceptualizing work and how can you apply this technique in your life? I'm going to first give you the basic steps and then I'm going to walk you through an example from my own life. Reconceptualizing is done like this. The first thing you need to do is identify what you actually need to reconceptualize. So, the toxic habit or the toxic patterns that are causing you distress. You can do this by listening to the emotional and physical warning signals. And my app Switch, which is the Improved 21 Day Brain Detox, is a great tool for identifying these. You could also use a thought journal. Like you track food allergies and intolerances in a food journal, you could have a thought journal to help you find toxic thinking habits. The second thing you need to do is to start looking for the underlying cause of why you have this toxic habit in the first place. In other words, what's the unconscious driver behind the toxic habit? This comes from doing a series of asking and answering and discussing with yourself using why questions. My Switch app is great for this as well. Thirdly, you then need to redesign this thought that you've identified and found the cause of. And fourthly, You need to practice this newly reconceptualized way of thinking. Remembering, it's not a quick fix. It takes time to build a new habit. 63 days to be precise. And once again, this is where the Switch app is really helpful to help train the new way of thinking. I'm now going to apply these steps to another example in my life. First step, identify what you need to reconceptualize. So. The toxic habit that I identified is a tendency that I had to keep saying, if only, I would find myself doing this frequently during the course of the day. It was such a habit that it was almost a daily, multiple times a day thing where I would do something or say something or even have a conversation with someone and then afterwards go into this whole autopsy where I kept saying, if only I said this, if only I did that, if only I'd done this. And I would play out these scenarios in such detail in my head. And more and more and over and over, sometimes it would get so bad that it would steal the joy of the moment and almost kind of frees me into a, into a state where I couldn't even move forward with my next action. It really stole the joy of the moment. I did this for years and as a young teenager and going into adulthood, this was really becoming more and more of a problem. So this caused me so much agitation and frustration and it was really stealing the joy of my moment. And those were the things that prompted me to start actually examining myself and saying, hey, what am I doing here? Another thing that was helpful in identifying the problem was my husband, Mac, would say, "I've no." He, he would actually notice that I would almost get this like dark look on my face. And then he would know that I'm doing this if only thing in my head. And he would just prompt me and remind me and say, are you doing your if onlys again? And that was a tremendous help in helping me to face this issue and to realize I had to do the next step, which was start to look for the underlying cause of why I kept doing this if only thing and why I knew it caused me. I mean, I knew what it did to me. I was so aware of how it was stealing the moment. I was so frustrated with myself. That wasn't enough for me to change. What started to change was when I started doing the second step and that was looking for the underlying cause of why I was doing this. Why did I keep doing this? And I realized I kind of had a almost like a grass is greener kind of syndrome. Where I just kept thinking there was always a better way. I was just never satisfied with never satisfied with what how how I'd done it, how I said it. I just kept thinking there was always a better way, and it was very destructive. I saw my errors as I was really hard on myself when I had when when I actually made a mistake. So sometimes when I was doing the if only, it was related to a positive thing. But and as not just negative things, but positive and negative things, I would I would do an if only on. But when it was a negative thing, like an error I had made, I was specifically hard on myself. It was almost as though I had convinced myself that if I had said it enough times in my head, it would go away. But of course, that's the exact opposite of what happened. The more you think about something, the more it grows. So the more I rehearsed it in my head, the stronger it got and the more of a grip it had on me. So I realized I was being too hard on myself. I had this grass is greener syndrome that I kept on seeing my errors And thinking that I could change them by rethinking, just going through what I should have done, saying this if only all the time. So as soon as I started seeing the cause behind it, it suddenly freed me to move into the third step was, okay, I'm going to redesign the thought. And in the redesign, in the reconceptualizing of the thought. I actually, as soon as I, what I did was as soon as I caught myself doing an if only I'd done it that way and getting the agitation feeling, because I trained myself at this point to recognize it, I would stop and literally grab it, mentally grab it in my head and I would tell myself, stop, what have I learned from the situation? What's positive about it? What's negative about it? I would tell my things like, I'm actually enriched by this. It was a great experience, even if it was maybe a negative experience. I've learned something I didn't know before. I know what not to do. It's improved my character. I would give myself those kind of little prompts. Sometimes I just needed one. Sometimes I needed five or six. Sometimes I needed a few minutes of it. It just depended on each particular situation. I also reminded myself that this experience will play out into my future. So if I let this experience hold me back, it's going to affect my next moment and tomorrow and next week and it's going to be this constant toxic negative agitation in my brain. And I know that toxic thoughts cause brain damage, so that was also very prompting for me to realize I don't want brain damage in my brain. The fourth thing I had to do was to practice using this new way of thinking. Now fortunately I knew from my research that to change something to first of all to build a long term memory of this new if only reconceptualized way of thinking was going to take me at least twenty one days. That's what the research shows. It takes twenty one days to build a long term memory. So I knew my first three weeks of, of moving into this reconceptualized way of managing if only would take me at least three it would take me at least three weeks to build a long term memory of it. I knew it would be a difficult time, I knew it'd slip a lot, so I was very prepared. I also knew from my research that to turn this into a habit, I had to consciously and deliberately practice using this new way of thinking, this new long-term memory, for at least another 42 days. So I knew I was in for at least 42 plus 21, which is 63, which is almost 9 weeks. I knew mentally that it was going to take time. And that's massive in practice. If you know that that it's going to take you around 9 weeks to really make a change in your life, well then you're prepared for it. And then you won't be so hard on yourself. And when you fall, you'll pick yourself up more easily and you won't just give up. And that's why I designed and built the Switch app. It's based on these principles. I did it to help my patients, to help myself, to be able to reconceptualize and practice over 63 days, to apply all these principles and make this a reality in your life. This, real, this is really good mind management. What I found very helpful as well is using the pop-ups, the pop-up reminders in the Switch app. I put them into the Switch app and they pop up on my phone and my computer and that really reminds me to be conscious and deliberate and aware of this newly reconceptualized way of thinking. Let me tell you about one of my brain-boosting hacks. It's so hard to find time to sit and read and learn more, but there's an incredible app that solves this issue, Blinkist. Blinkist takes the best Key takeaways, the need to know information from thousands of non fiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. I love using Blinkist as part of my morning brain building and detoxing routine. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for my audience. Go to blinkist.com slash Dr. try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. So in the case of my daughter Dominique's story about how she reconceptualized the depression she experienced, she reconceptualized how she saw the past so that she could be more proactive and make better choices in the present and the future. She did not see the past as bad anymore. Yes, it was hard, but she saw it as an experience that left her wiser and better able to deal with life when the feelings of depression came back, which they will, as life is a series of ebbs and flows, as we all know. She also chose to reconceptualize how she saw some of the circumstances that led to the depression, such as the feelings of betrayal and being let down by work colleagues. So rather than seeing this as an affront against her or as an inconvenience, she chose to reconceptualize and learn how not to get in the same situation again. And she chose to use that experience as a learning opportunity. You see, reconceptualizing is simple, but not always easy and does take time. With enough practice and overtime, you will get better and better at using this technique daily and making it a habit, and I promise you it's worth the effort. This mind management technique has not only helped me improve and manage my mental health, and still does, but I have seen how effective it is when I ran my private practice. My mobile app Switch is an amazing tool, as I've been saying, to help you master the art of reconceptualizing. So, to recap, here are the steps to reconceptualize. Step number one, first, identify what you need to reconceptualize, a toxic habit or toxic pattern that are causing you distress. Secondly, Start looking for the underlying cause of why you have this toxic habit in the first place. What is the unconscious driver? Thirdly, reconceptualize, redesign the thought. Fourthly, practice the new way of thinking. Remember, it's not a quick fix. It's going to take at least 63 days to make the change a reality in your life. I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.